did you see that? I I know <laughs> this is gonna be a touchy subject. Um, uh oh. Did you see that the Oasis from Ready Player One is becoming a real thing? <sighs> no. <laughs> it is. Uh, apparently, Warner Brothers is teaming up with. No. Um, I forget. No. Uh, we mean no. Like no. I kind of want to see it. No, that is the end of humanity. That is the end. We have reached the end of humanity if that happens. It's going to be called the Futureverse. No. Oh no. <laughs> the company no. behind. No. Oh no. The company behind the new venture is called Futureverse, which is run out of New Zealand and Los Angeles. <sighs> The partners are working with media giant Warner Brothers Discovery to start bringing the Ready, Play- Ready Player One franchise to the metaverse early this year. <laughs> the new online world, dubbed the Readyverse, will be filled with digital experiences like games and places to hang out with friends virtually through VR headsets and other devices. Oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. Come on. We're becoming blobs. We're going to go live in chairs up and wear blue or red every day. And and have robots chasing robots. We have robots chasing robots. Wow. That's going to be the love story. And then (laughs) we're going to go back to the survivors on Earth, and they're all going to be in their toilet recliners drinking Brondo with Terry Crews as president. Everything's about to go wrong. (laughs) You went from Wally to idiocracy. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> well done. This is, actually, this well is, done. Thank you. This is it. This is it. This is this is it. That's all she wrote, <laughs> folks. Hope you enjoyed it. We've reached it. Fuck. Hey. You look. know, I had a New Year's resolution not to swear, and I have done really well. But what you just said <laughs> makes me. So angry. <laughs> Look, I'm all for President Camacho. Like, just bring him on. <laughs> it, it's got with Plants Crave. <laughs> bring on President Camacho. I'm I'm all for Dear it. Dear Lord. No. <laughs> I I'm I'm actually very proud of the whole Wally to idiocracy connection. That was great. Yeah, great. Super. I'm so glad. Nobody's going to care in 10 years when, you know, the IQ is so low that, you know, we're all going to be drinking Thanksgiving dinner through a freaking straw. Oh, I think you are reading way too much into this. Okay. Okay. January 2024. Mark it down. Mark it down, dude. Kristen calls the end of the world. Mark it down, dude. Let's talk movies. Yeah, as long as it's not Ready Player One. <laughs> we already know your feelings on Ready Player One. Uh, Did you read Ready Player Two? Not yet. Don't. Is it not good? No. It's got, well, you know, you might like it. <laughs> Why? Because I like the movie? <laughs> you like the movie so. You're a jerk. I know. You're a jerk. Um, we gave each other homework. And we did our homework, so we have to discuss. Yeah, uh, I uh, you, yeah. You gave me Destination Wedding, both 2018 movies. By the way, I, I didn't even realize that. Literally, just saw that like not five minutes ago. But we also did the I, same thing last week. We did 90s. Movies oh, that's right, by accident. But 
But I foreshadowed giving you a movie with an Emmy winner. Yeah. Because Nick Offerman just won an Emmy. You know what? If he didn't win an Emmy for that guest spot that he did on Last of Us, then why watch award shows? I called that the moment that episode was over, uh, the first time watching it, because I was covering it on Podcastica. Mm Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I remember the first time I watched that episode, I that episode was over and I was like, holy hell, Offerman's going to win his first Emmy. Yeah. And then he got nominated along with, um, oh, why can't I remember his name now? Uh, Jesus. I Murray Gold. No, not Murray Gold. Um, Murray Bartlett. Um, the who played Frank. It um, is a real played, shame yeah, that Frank. both of them couldn't share that award because they couldn't have done that without each other. Murray, not to take anything away from Murray Bartlett, because Murray Bartlett is absolutely phenomenal in that episode too. Yeah, but my my logic to that was like they were both playing homosexual men in a loving relationship in an apocalypse. Murray Bartlett is homosexual in real life, so he had already the knowledge to do it. Offerman is not. Offerman's role was a little bit more of a stretch for him. Well, okay, so but I, also I you gave know what the I edge could, to Offerman. I could probably you could probably make the argument instead of saying that I would say that you could make the argument that um, that Nick Offerman played somebody that was extremely closeted. Into somebody yes. who is in a loving relationship, accepting himself for who he is, That's finding yes. somebody, growing into a relationship, and eventually dying for that love. I feel like, yeah, I feel like his role was more involved than Mari Bartlett. Oh, spoilers. I, <laughs> I, again, not to <laughs> <Sorry>. take <laughs> not to take anything away from Mari Bartlett, because he is phenomenal in that episode. But man, I just remember like saying like He's he's going to win an Emmy for this. And then I saw the people he was nominated against and I was like, oof, I really I hope he still wins this Emmy because he's nominated against some serious competition. And then did he you, won. Did you see that my boy won? Who's that? Killian Murphy. He did. Yeah, yep. he did. Yeah, won he did. O- Oppenheimer and, and RDJ won too. Oppenheimer did well. Yes, he did. It's going <laughs> to yeah, sweep RDJ the Oscars. Won- I sure hope it does. I said that with the minute I saw it, I said that, but you know. Oh, you and I both had that conversation because you and I covered Oppenheimer here on Wilhelm. So good. And we both said it. We were like, Oppenheimer's going to win the Oscar. Cillian Murphy's going to, or Killian Murphy's going to win the Oscar. And RDJ's going to win an Oscar. Yep. And they all won the Golden Globes, which is always a good indication for the Oscars. Always a good indicator. Mm -hmm. Killian Murphy was magnificent in that role. I mean, absolutely magnificent. You know that he was going to to maintain that physique, that Oppenheimer physique. He was eating like five almonds a day at one point. We talked about that. That's crazy yeah. to me. Was Emily Blunt nominated for an, a Golden Globe? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Because I don't. I don't think she won. Did I think, was Florence Pugh? I don't think so. Um, because she was remarkable in that movie. She was. Um, she was captivating. I think Emma Watson won. Yeah. For, for whatever category Emma or uh, Emily Blunt would have been. Emily in. Blunt would have been nominated. No. In. Let's see. 
best picture, best director, best performance by an actor, best performance by an actress. Oh no, Lily Gladstone she, from Killers of the Flower Moon won. Yeah, okay. So but was Emily was actress. not nominated. What was that? No, never mind. I was thinking of something different. Emma Stone won for best performance by an actress of musical or comedy. That's what it was. So she beat out Margot Robbie from Barbie. I think Emma Stone is amazing and she deserves everything that she gets. I agree. I was happy to see Paul Giamatti win. Oh, did he, he win for that professor role? Yeah, he won for the holdovers. That looked really heartwarming. The cool thing, so the coolest thing about the Golden Globes that I've been seeing pop up on, on uh, we'll get to the movies, I promise. Um, <laughs> sure. <the> cool, <laughs> anybody who's listened to these knows this is what this podcast is. Uh, the coolest thing I saw come out of the Golden Globes all through, all, all through, uh, through fo- uh, social media today is that a lot of actors who won, uh, including Paul Giamatti and Weird Al Yankovic, because Weird Al Yankovic won a Golden Globe last night too, <laughs> uh, they all went to In-N-Out Burger. After in, in their tuxes and all. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I miss In and Out so much. Never had it. Well, I know. You know how I know that you've never had it? Because you called it In and Out Burger. It's just In and Out. Uh, whatever. Go take your animal style somewhere else. I don't Go care. take my California, my California n- nativeness away. Is that what it's called? It's called animal style, right? Animal, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's if you want it a certain way. Yeah. So there's so many different ways that you can order it in and out. It's insane. And oh. and you can continue to add patties and cheese to your heart's delight. My uh, my nephew, he if he got straight A's one year, he was told by uh, my father-in-law that he would buy him a 10 by 10. 10 patties, 10 cheese, because he always wanted a 10 by 10. He just always wanted one. And so, and in and out will make it for you if you order it. Like, they don't care. And so, um, he ordered it, and he got his straight A's, and Grandpa took him, and he got his 10 by 10 and didn't finish it, but still ordered it. Holy crap. I just looked up images of in and out 10 by 10. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I know. But- you know, it's it. Look, In and Out is a whole vibe in oh my California. God. You have to that, live there. There are people that have tried the hundred by hundred challenge. I'm not. I'm not surprised. No, we are a gluttonous country. Yeah, that's why we're going up <laughs> into space with our slushies and our chairs, or we're going to have recliner toilets in the Oasis. Okay, it's one <laughs> or the other. We're just right, let's, nothing let's, in between let's, anymore. Let's talk movies. Let's get. Let's get we are away talking from, movies. When did we? Did when did we stop? Let's get away from our dystopian future. Okay. <laughs> talk. You movies. mean our dystopian present? Have you been uh, paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I had to. I had to have a movie ready to go to give it's you. It's been. It's been a long day. I know. It's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I have your homework assignment, but I do. I have. I do. Now. Um, all right. So, yeah. <clears throat> so we gave each other two movies, both from 2018. You gave me Destination Wedding and I gave you Hearts Beat Loud. Who, where do you want to start? You want me to start with Destination Wedding? You start. Wedding? Yeah. Okay. So Destination Wedding from 2018, Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, uh, the only two actors in the movie to have dialogue. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there are 
moments in this movie. There are moments of dialogue in this movie. I audibly belly laughed. Yeah. It is some of the lines in this movie are absolutely hysterical. And they are such unlikable, miserable they people. They are. I'm so They're glad you said worst. that. worst. <laughs> that scene in the airport where they first meet each other, <laughs> yeah. that scene is hysterical. But the whole time I'm like, they are horrible people. Yeah. I would not want to be friends with either one of them. However, Winona you're Ryder rooting for is, them by the end. <clears throat> Lindsay is a total annoying like piece of work. Yeah. And Frank is just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to come out like a man. <laughs> but that opening scene where they're like, where she's like, what they're arguing. Cause he's taking, he's doing the dick move and taking the step ahead of her right. to be ahead of her. And he does it twice. <laughs> and she calls him out on it both times. But then when she says like, it's not like you could get in front of me anyway. The only way you can get ahead is if you have, um, is if you have a special need. Do you have a special need? He's like, yes, I need to be over there. <laughs> I was like, I was dying. Well, I mean, you can just tell with that movie that Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves are very comfortable with each other. Obviously, they've been friends since They've the been friends 80s. for 30 plus years, yeah. They're kind of married. For anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> there's a very real possibility that they are married. <laughs> I've um, heard the rumor, yeah. No, the story, <laughs> you've heard the story, right? It yes, yes. Happened in Dracula. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I I love I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I mean Keanu is actually married to somebody now. No. I don't know if one knows. He has a girlfriend. Yes. He's not married. Oh, is it just a partner? Okay. It's just, just a partner. Yeah. They're not married. Okay. Yeah. Um and then um and then the story is just these two like we're talking about Keanu Reeves national treasure. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no one on this earth that says, Keanu Reeves, no thank you. Like, he's a good, good dude. He's a good, good dude, and he does awesome movies, and he's really good looking, and you just want to smell him and have him <laughs> cradle you and go out to sushi on his motorcycle. Yeah, I want. I just want to have a beer with Keanu. Like, No, that's I want to have a lot more than a beer with him. <laughs> a beer and a, and a tug? Like a smoke? <laughs> Yeah, he, I think I think you know exactly how I feel. Yeah, about oh yeah, that man. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I told you that. I think I told you the story about how I was actually supposed to moderate a panel with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, some people that I know were organizing an event in which, you know, Keanu was the only guest of the event. It was a two day event. He was there both days, and he was doing a panel both days. And they needed, and it wasn't an audience Q and A panel. It was a one on one panel in front of an audience with yeah. submitted questions. But they brought me on to be the person to moderate the panel, and I found out all the details about like it took over a year and a half to make this happen. It got mm -hmm. it got canceled because of the pandemic. By the way, for anybody that was curious, so it ended up never happening because the pandemic happened. Or but else, it or else uh, Ben would have had to make sure that I was barred from the facility. <laughs> but it took over a year and a half to organize it because he because the contract negotiation was so precise, and it wasn't because he was asking for any. He wasn't asking for a lot of money. It was everything that was earned whether it be from admission or photo ops or autographs, 
everything was getting split between multiple charities. He was not keeping a dime of it. He doesn't even, ke- he doesn't even keep his own paychecks. No. Yeah. So like, so like, and, and it was, and the reason I was brought in was because they were like, we need someone we can trust to handle all this. I was like, oh, I'm in, trust me. So I was really bummed to find out like, well, because of the pandemic, the whole event was canceled. Yeah. Cause I would have had two days on stage with like Keanu Reeves. Um, but still, like just knowing all the details. I don't know behind, that I would have been able to do that. Oh, I would have I would have made sure we were friends by the end of it. Well, I but I'm just saying, like, I don't know that I would have been able to actually relax at any point. Like most people I can relax into, but there's some people like Kobe Bryant. I have I have specific stories with Kobe Bryant, uh, where <laughs> I where I was given the opportunity to completely completely make a fool of myself and succeeded twice. <laughs> well, I mean, when you know me and my moderating style, my moderating style was just that it's two people on stage, just having a casual conversation. No, I get that. I'm just saying like, you know, that's why I was being brought in. Yeah. There's a few of them where I'm just like, no, <laughs> well, see, I would have gotten the geek out out before we were even on stage. No, that's, that's what I'm saying though. I don't know that that could have ever, it would have ever gone away. Exactly. <laughs> It would have but been like back to, those out of body experience. Anyways, yeah, getting yeah. back to Joyce Byers and Neo. <laughs> getting back to Destination Wedding. Um, I I I re I did really enjoy the movie because of the dialogue and the fact that they're the only two people that have dialogue the entire movie. And there are so many moments that I was just audibly hysterical. I, I think actually I was more a fan of Keanu's dialogue than I was Winona's because yeah. He was just, I mean, there's one moment where they're sitting at the, I think it's the rehearsal dinner. Um, It's the first big dinner that they're at. And they're sitting at the table together because they were put at the table together. <laughs> and they're talking about, because Lindsay used to date the guy, Frank's brother, who is now getting married to somebody else. That's why she's at the wedding. And she's talking, they're talking about their parent Frank's parents and how they split and how his dad is dating another woman. And and she's like, Howard left your mother. He's like, left is not a strong enough word fled. (laughs) And he's like for an older, she's like for an older woman. And he says he would have left for an otter. (laughs) (laughs) That 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 line had me rolling. And then the other line that really, really had me floored was when they're in the the vineyard and they're facing the mountain lion. Oh my gosh, and, I forgot about that. And they're sitting there and they're arguing about whether who should run and the other should fight. <laughs> and at one point, <laughs> and at one point she's what Lindsay says to Frank, she's like, I don't, you're not the last first, you're not the last face I want to see. And he's like, there'll be EMTs. (laughs) 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 I, I was, Jesus, I was, there's so many lines in this movie. I was just, I was absolutely rolling the whole time because of the dialogue. Um, and it's because of the dialogue, too. <laughs> was she born during the Great Depression? No, she caused it. Um, <laughs> there's... Uh, 
<laughs> Wait, what was? Oh shit! What was the other line towards the end of the movie? It was actually one of Lindsay's lines. Oh, oh, Frank says, "Can we still hang together at the farewell brunch?" And she's like, "Who else am I going to hang with?" Although I suppose I can hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> they are two just deplorable, horrible people. But it's kind of nice that there are two people that kind of connect in yeah. in this way. You know, there are two people that are kind of going through life on their own and it's through like their despise of life that they kind yeah. of connect in this way. Now I will admit I did lose a little bit of interest when they got together. Mm. I actually would have preferred that the entire movie was just a friendship that hmm. developed. I, I don't, don't think know. it needed think to go into needed, a relationship. I don't know. I think that they kind of needed each other. Like who else were they going to be with? Yeah, I guess. I mean, their sex scene was definitely hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, <laughs> what's it up? Uh, on the off chance that we're making a baby, do you want a boy or a girl? <laughs> You're asking me now? I'm killing time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was fun, but I like I don't know. But then so I started losing a little bit of interest once they got together. But then the conversation with the two of them in bed, I kind of started gaining it back. OK, a little bit like okay. when he's talking about her pajamas, like <laughs> Superman couldn't see through those things. Right, right, right. Like, you know, like I was I started gaining a little bit of interest back in the dynamic between the two of them. Like they, Especially they, when they were still they were still terrible. Yo, they were still absolutely horrible. Right. And you sit there and you wonder as you're watching them, how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> how is this going to work? Exactly how it's working. Exactly yeah. how it's working. But the movie, the movie was a lot of fun. If for nothing else, the dialogue, I think, is just absolutely hysterical. Yeah. And I think the fact that you're right. I think the fact that it's just Keanu and Winona are the only two people in the movie that have dialogue. Literally, the entire movie, they're the only two people that speak. And there's other people around. They, they're just extras. Yeah. And But the fact that these are two people who have known each other for a very long time, they have starred in movies together before. As you said, they might possibly be married. It could Nobody be married. Nobody knows. Could be an old married couple. We don't um, really know they just have such a great chemistry on and off the screen together that you could actually watch this movie and swear they were married. Yeah. You yeah. really could. I think they used, I think they dated for a really long time too. I wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're nineties powerhouses on their own. Well, you had Dracula, you had scanner darkly. Um, and I think there's one other movie they were in together too. I can't remember. Was what it, it parenthood? Is. No, she was not in Parenthood. She wasn't? Why do I feel like she was in Parenthood? What was the other movie? Um, I just had it up. Keanu and Winona movies. Ramstroker's yeah. Dracula, Destination Wedding, Scanner Darkly. Oh, The the Private Lives of... Of Pippa Lee. Pippa Lee. I've never even heard of that. Me neither. Oh, they didn't... They played a... Wait. They didn't have any scenes together in the private lives of Pip Pippa Lee. Okay. And the original title of this movie was uh, A Narcissist Can't Die Because Then the Entire World Would End. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I am I'm a big fan of Keanu. I just like the Keanu sense is real. 
Yeah, he's so amazing. I love um, him so much. Always be my maybe. His cameo in that was fantastic. And he, yeah, he's just, I mean, look, he's Duke Kaboom in Toy Story. He is. He's Duke Kaboom. Yep. He's just, he's fantastic. And, and he's, and he's Bill S. Preston Esquire. Oh, no. He's Ted Theodore Logan. And he's, um, and he's in Speed. Yes, he is. Shoot the hostage. Oh, he's so good in Speed. Um, He's so good in everything. Point break. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, Utah, he's, give me two. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, he's just, I. he's fantastic. And Winona's just as great. I mean, she is an, an 80s and 90s icon, you know, Stranger Things, Beetlejuice. She's going to be a Beetlejuice too. She's like Drew Barrymore. She's been around since she was like. Heathers? Heathers. Oh, my yeah, God. Mermaids. Heathers. Wasn't she in Mermaids? I think so. Her and Christina Ritchie and Cher. I think we're I feel all like, in mermaids together. I feel like top five favorite Winona movies and top five favorite Keanu movies are coming this year. For okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Can we, uh, can Stranger Things be one of them? Uh, well, they're not movies. I don't care. Can Stranger Things be one of them anyways? <laughs> sure. Yay. We'll do top five favorite Winona projects. Okay. There we go. Stranger Things and Reality Bites. Whoa. Reality Bites is a great movie too. Oh, Reality Bites was my jam. Was my jam. That was my soundtrack. That was my movie. I loved Reality Bites. Um. Oh my God. Uh. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, what a good movie. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, gonna be Winona. tough. That's gonna be tough. But Keanu yeah. So I. Impossible. I. I really. God, Keanu's gonna be so. T- I can't. I can't pick a favorite Keanu movie right now. I can't. That's because there's so many. Walk in the clouds. Maybe. Oh, what was it? Sweet November. That's what you're talking about. Walk in the Clouds was oh, oh, Walking uh, the Clouds. Mandy Moore. You're talking yeah. about Sweet November. Sweet November. Charlize Theron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Lake House. No, not the Lake House. I'm not putting that in my top five. Oh, That's wasn't? Just- wait, he was also in. Um- oh, no. Something's got to give. No, he was in the other one with Meryl Streep. Um. And she was a baker, and she made cinnamon rolls. And Keanu Reeves was a doctor, isn't it? No, something's got to give is with. Oh no, that's Helen Hunt. No, no, something's no something's got to give is Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. That's Keanu Reeves. Yep, that's what. Okay, then I was right. Then I was right. Okay, he's in that. Yeah, because Favreau's in that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I had it right. Woo. I almost wrote overreacted to something there. <laughs> but no, I, I did enjoy this movie. Like I said, there was a certain point in the movie where I was starting to lose a little bit of interest, but I eventually got it back. Good. Well, I'm glad. And the, di- and the dialogue is just absolutely hysterical. It was a really cute movie, you know, very simple, quickly done. They did it in 10 days. They didn't even announce it that they were making it until it was like done. I, I just thought of another moment from the movie that I was laughing at was in the beginning when they're stuck in the back of the plane together. When he he gets he comes into the plane and he sees he has to sit next to her. He's like, hey, anybody want to sit back here? It's real nice back here because he doesn't want to <laughs> sit next to her. But yeah. then when, when they're sitting on the plane before they take off, she's trying to open that package of pretzels. And he's like, it has a notch. You can tear it at the notch. And she can't get it. And he's like, would you like me to do it? And he takes the bag from her and he tries getting it. And he's like, this seems to have a broken notch. 
just the delivery of it and the fact that he was wrong. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was a good movie. I liked it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I did. Again, there were audible, audible laughs from that movie. Good. Because of it. But I did not. I did not get a light movie. Well, okay. Nope. I did not get a light movie. Okay. (laughs) It was very cute. It was very emotional. Holy cow. I think I cried through a lot of it. Did you really? Oh, my. I watched it tonight. I'm still a little wrecked from it. So, Hearts Beat Loud with Nick Offerman and Mm Kiersey Clemens. Uh, Ted Danson, Blythe Danner, Tony Collette. Uh, Great cast. Really good cast. What oh, and your, um, what were your thoughts? Jeff on it? Tweedy from Wilco. Jeff, yes, he was. Had, had a nice little cameo in it. Yeah, Parks <clears throat> and Rec, man. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. You know what? Uh, so the movie is about um, a father or a man. It's about a man, and his name is. Um, Oh, come on, Kristen. Fisher. Something Fisher. Frank. I just watched the movie. Frank. Oh, two Franks. Uh, two Franks. That's why I didn't want to say Frank, because I thought for sure I had it wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, two Franks. Wow. That's a right on the money really big coincidence, yeah. Yeah. So Frank Fisher uh, is, a da- is a dad and a record store owner, and he is coming to terms with the fact that he has to sell his music store um and his daughter's going off to ucla and his life is changing we learn that his wife um his wife slash uh sam's mother sam is his daughter so sam is about to go to college she's 18 years old she wants to be a a doctor looks like it looks like she really enjoys learning about the heart but maybe that was just coincident um and then she also has this incredible gift for music and she and her dad have these jam sessions that I guess it looks like they've always had and they just start writing music together. They write a song in one night and everything just kind of, it's funny because the movie you think is going to take a certain direction that they're going to start touring and they're going to do this, they're going to do that. But it's more about the movie's more about just keeping it all so simple and keeping it. Um, it's it's settling it's, into uh, your normal. I think it's settling into who who you are and not who you want to be, who you think you should be. You know, Frank Frank was such an interesting character because it really felt like he was trying to recapture this history that he had with. Um, Sam's mom with Sam that he wanted to start a band again and tour again and just feel that connection again. And Sam, Sam's her own person. And Mm. it takes the entire movie for Frank to, to see that, to really see that, that she is her own person. And you see Sam really struggling with some big stuff before she leaves for college. She has this girlfriend that she is just head over heels in love with. And she's got her dad that she sees is closing down a shop and making some really big changes. And, you know, as, as a parent, I know huge sacrifices for Sam to attend uh, UCLA. Um, And, I just love that by the end of the movie, it's these 
it's this father-daughter relationship that has really evolved into something more mature and really fantastic. And he, when she falters and says, maybe I'll stay, I remember thinking to myself, oh, please don't stay. Please don't yeah, stay. Please don't I was, stay. I was the same exact way. When she says that at the end of the movie, like, well, what if I stayed? I was the same way. I was like, don't. I'm like, just go to school. Like, Go to school. Go to go UCLA. To school, go to school. And then you see that she did make the decision to go to school, and but she's still doing her music. And yep. he got a job as a bartender, but he still gets to talk about music, but he doesn't have to like worry about the whole owning a business thing. I mean- Everything kind of falls into place the way that life kind of falls into place. And I thought that there was something really beautiful about that. You know, we have these huge dreams and we want to achieve them when we're younger and we hold on to them for so long as things that could have been. And, and to a certain extent, we, we even push our kids into doing what we even thought that maybe um, their dreams should become our dreams because those were our dreams that we never got to have. Yeah. When really, we can share something really beautiful about ourselves with our children, but our children still get to be their own people. We lay the foundation. They do with that foundation what they're going to do. We can only set them up. And there's just a really beautiful message about parenthood in that movie, about love, just innocent family, unconditional love for another human being. Um, and. I really, really enjoyed all of those, all of those themes. But man, their concert in that shop was beautiful. Yeah. I loved the music. I thought it was awesome. Well, um, I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit about the music as well, especially the scene in particular where they're writing the song "Hearts Beat Loud," mm. um, which is the first song that they write in the movie. It was yes. all done live. Every, yeah, all that movie was done live. Yeah, all of every, that um, singing, the music yep. was done live. Yeah. All the singing and performing in the movie was done on set live. Mm -hmm. None of it was dubbed over studio work. It was all done. It was actually Nick playing the guitar. It was actually Nick playing the drums. It was actually Kiersey singing. It was all of it. And they did she it was multiple singing, times. She was singing from her toes. That was somebody who was not lip syncing. Like the way that she was into that microphone that was not somebody who was who was playing at it mm -hmm. and so. i have i have all of those songs on my spotify playlist they're all well good because they're, they're on spotify yep yeah, i really liked the logo playlist. of saying um a band, a band. with the with the <laughs> yeah, yep. circle and the slash through it i love that moment where they're like we're not a band i like I it like it <laughs> <laughs> that's what the name of the band is but i like one of the reasons why i love this movie and i gave you this movie is because you're right this is it's not just about sam though it's about frank at the same time in that yes. these are two characters that are both having to kind to adapt to a new phase in their life like sam yeah. is leaving new york to go to ucla she's leaving behind everything with her dad. She's leaving behind this relationship that she's in. Frank at the same time is having to accept the fact that his daughter who has been there with him since his wife or his girlfriend, I think it's his wife. I can't remember if it, they were married or not. Um, I don't think it's ever addressed partner. in the movie actually partner, you know, his partner was killed, um, you know, and his daughter was Sam was been his only constant and she's going away mm -hmm. in addition to, 
giving up this this record store, which how cool of a job would that be? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I would love that job if mm-hmm. you can afford to make it work. But it, and also at the same time, he's developing feelings for another person, probably for the first time since losing his partner. Mm-hmm. And it's not going exactly as planned. No, because he she starts a few times and she starts seeing somebody else in, mm-hmm. in the process. So he's going through a lot of changes in his life and trying to adapt to it as well. And I remember my first time watching it, realizing that that scene with him, like walking along the street and he approaches that bicycle that's chained to the post, the bicycle that's painted white. Yeah. That was his, that was his partner's bike. That right. was where she died. Yeah. Danielle Fisher. She had the last name wife. Wife. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She her was name was on there. Her name was Danielle. Yes. So I, that like, I, again, we, we go back to the conversation we had at the beginning with Nick Offerman earning an Emmy. He's got chops and this movie. He's got some, it. Pretty a pretty wide variety of chops. Although he did have a couple of moments where he said something or he gave a look, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Ron Swanson there." You are. <laughs> um, but uh, I do, I did enjoy slash hold my breath a little bit of the scene where Sam came home at two thirty in the morning and she told her dad that she learned how to ride a bike that day. Yeah. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, this is probably her biggest rebellion to date. Well, because, again, like, right. it's, a, it's a sore subject. That's how he lost his wife. Well, it was interesting that he said, as long as you're in this house, the rules stay the same or something like that. So... Well, I understand that they were talking about curfew and what to do if you're going to be late. I had a feeling that there was a rule of no bike riding. Yeah. Do you think there was a rule or do you think it was kind of just like a given? Because she says she's never learned how to ride a bike. So, and that's what Dave and I were talking about at that point is that did she never learn how to ride a bike because she never wanted to because she knew or her she mom told died? Or did she ask to ride a bike, learn how to ride a bike, and her dad couldn't bring himself to teach her? I, I, it might be a little bit of both, actually. Yeah. I think, I think it could be the fact that I think you're right. Frank was probably afraid to teach her how to ride a bike because it's how he lost Danielle. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think Sam probably also had that fear of even wanting to learn how to ride a bike because that's how her mom died. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was probably a fear from both of them. But I mean, in that aspect, Sam allowing Rose to teach her to ride a bike was her overcoming a huge fear in her life. That was a huge moment for her. Yeah. 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 Cause I remember, um, when I was pregnant, I was scared to death of being pregnant. Like every day I was scared because my sister died in childbirth Mm -hmm. and I had just convinced myself that something bad was going to happen because I had seen something bad happen, you know? And I remember my mom saying to me like halfway through my pregnancy, she's like, you're the most miserable pregnant person I've ever seen. Like, like you're just so unhappy. And I just kept thinking, I couldn't figure out why until like, I think this very moment right now. And I think it's just that it was just like Danielle and, um, and Sam, you know, Sam couldn't get on that bike because she was scared. You know, she didn't want to have that same fate. 
So I totally get it mm-hmm. if that's how it was for her. I also totally get it that, you know, perhaps Frank maybe even told her at some point not to ride a bike. You know, I can yeah. see how a bicycle would be a very complicated piece of equipment in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so easy to hide in music. It's so easy to hide in your studies. It's so easy to bury yourself in these hobbies that are just so vast and um, and so engrossing. If you want to be an academic, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a musician, if you want to own a business, I mean, those are things that take you away from what you probably need to face. So there's a lot of that in this movie, and there's a lot of coming of age for both of them, which is interesting to have a father who has an an adult child to have a coming of age story for himself as well. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things. That's why I said that's one of the reasons why I gave you this movie is because I like it's not just a story about Sam. It's also a story about Frank. You know, it's the story involving it it involves both of them, both of them with a coming of age and Frank in his Mm -hmm. middle age, you know, coming to another probably another coming of age because he himself was also a musician Mm -hmm. who never made it big. Yeah. When she gave him that zinger and she's like oh yeah you were signed where's your where's your studio album dad where's your best-selling album well I'm like, but he oh. breaks out an album later he had one. Oh yeah 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 he breaks out a vinyl it's not duke silver but i mean it's you know is it's anything close. duke silver <laughs> no but it makes me it also makes me re- remember too that nick offerman also does know how to play the saxophone he that yeah. dude is a true renaissance man he he is somebody that I think has just been interested in a lot of things in his whole life. And when he's interested in something, he, just he learns it. how to do it. Yeah. Yep. He knows how to play the saxophone, the drums, the guitar. He's the bass guitar. He's an incredibly crafted woodworksman. He is an incredibly loyal husband. Oh, like, him and Megan Mullally are adorable. It's so they're so damn funny together. Champion they're, puzzle master. Their yeah, yeah. <laughs> their book. I don't know if you've ever read it. Uh uh-uh. uh. What's Their it book is it, uh, the greatest relationship ever. I think it's oh, called. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Um, Where's my th- pen? Oh, there it is. Um, Meg and Malali book. Uh, the greatest love story ever told in oral history. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's so dirty. It's, it's hysterical. His comedy special is hysterical. He's got a stand-up special called American Ham. I love that. And it's fantastic. He, he is just a true renaissance man. I have actually tried to get him on the podcast, but he is, as you can imagine, he's just a very busy person. Yeah. Hot commodity. And now that he, and now that he won the Emmy, I'm like, well, screw it. Now I'm never getting him on the podcast. Emmy award winning actor, Nick Offerman. Right. Um, How about the fact that Ted Danson is a bartender again? Oh, he ate. Oh my gosh! I didn't even put that together. I was just so I was so enamored by the fact that he was just so excited to be stoned all the time. <laughs> he was just so happy to be able to smoke weed with it's, the trees in Woodstock. It's so weird how everything works out. How like coincidental everything is. I mean, from the fact that we're, these are two movies from 2018 and they're both lead characters named Frank, but also in addition to that, that currently I am watching Cheers. 
Oh. I'm currently watching CSI, in which I am at the point in the series where Ted, Ted Danson is. You need so to just throw in the good place. So he's, somebody else mentioned that too. They're like, throw in the good place for the heck of it. But he went from bartender in Cheers to D.B. Russell in CSI who takes medicinal mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Now back to a bartender who just gets high all the time. Oh, that is a weird path. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's so Ted Danson. I know. I love Ted Danson, too. I do, too. He's great. So, It's also interesting to note, too, that um, the director of this movie, um, Brett Haley, wrote this role with Nick Offerman in mind. Yeah. So. I love it. You know, it, it worked out that way. Yeah. So but I'm glad agree. you liked it. I was- yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel a little I feel a little down right now, but a lot of that has to do with just like lingering unresolved issues with dad, you know, because mm-hmm. he was a musician and I'm and I sing and I just I'm looking at that going, yep, if my dad wasn't an asshole, that's what could have <laughs> happened. <laughs> You never know the paths that were. And my dad went to UCLA. Like, you know. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Both of my parents. Okay. I wanted Um, to go to UCLA and then I realized I had to work hard for it. And, (laughs) you know, I'm from the 90s. I graduated in the 90s. We didn't really work hard for anything. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, All right. So I guess we should give each other our homework for next episode. Um, why don't you go first? Yeah, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have ballads of songbirds and snakes. I already told you this the last time. Is that, that my home? Is that really my homework? Yes, that is your homework because okay. I I like Leslie. No, I need to talk to you about Patty Ann. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then you know what? I'm gonna change mine up then because you're giving me a little bit of a blockbuster to watch. I'm okay, but give you with your love of music and and. And the fact that it's a Hunger Games story, like the fact that you haven't seen this movie yet makes me want to come up to Philly and slap you on the face. Kristen, it's been out a total on streaming, a total of a month. I've seen it like four times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see the problem. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, then I'm still going to change mine up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to give you, since you're giving me a little bit of like a blockbuster movie, I'm going to give you um, a bit of an action blockbuster movie. Better not be Jason Statham or it's not, Cars in Space. It's not Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it is the entire Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, okay. No. Our next episode um, will be 2025. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a, um, believe it or not, it's a Michael Bay film. Okay. Um, it is from 2022. It's a Michael Bay film called Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, you know what? I've wanted to see this. Yay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Ambulance. Because um, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it too. So that's what I mean. We usually rewatch the movies. We do I mean, maybe I'll watch Ballads again. I don't know. <laughs> you're you're going to watch it three times in the time it takes me to watch it once. We, so... Danny and I keep watching it, I guess, because it's in our continue watching queue like twice. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Oh, you know why? Because it's in both all movies and new release 
libraries. Oh, so if you okay. watch it, it's going to pop until I take it out of new releases Got and it. it's going to, it's going to show twice. I thought I was like, are we just watching it this much? Like it just, it's just repeating and are continue watching. No, Ple- Plex is weird like that where it does that. Like if you watched something in a holiday movie that was also a new release, it would yeah. show up three times. In your okay. That <laughs> makes so much sense stupid. because we'll just like delete it and delete it. Cause I think over the holidays too, I mean, we're just sitting there. We're like, Who's watching all of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so right. no, I, it, that that's the reason why. Well, I'll tell you right now. We listen to the music in the car on the way to school, home from school, to Charlotte, home from Charlotte. We watch the movie in our spare time. I think I went to sleep watching the movie the other night. Okay, so I don't. Because this is a prequel, I don't have to rewatch the other movies, right? I can watch this standalone. Okay. Standalone. Okay. All right. So then I have The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, and you have Ambulance. Have you not seen any of The Hunger Games? Oh, yeah. I've seen them all. Oh. Except this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because we were about to switch gears. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh boy everything was about to change <laughs> oh my kids want to know if you have seen the third maze runner yet i haven't seen the second maze runner yet oh i thought you watched the first two all no. right well next week <laughs> <laughs> no i'll watch them on my own you don't have to add them to the list no no we're gonna do it no no i'm kidding, I'm we, kidding. we we made the agreement before we don't add sequels to the list all right. Well, then what do we do about the John Wick fiasco? I don't know. You I'll haven't seen three or four. No, and I want to rewatch one and two before I watch. And that's and the problem right there. Benjamin. No, it's not because I'm going to dedicate a day to just knock them all out in a marathon. Can I come? I'm going to have a John Wick Sunday. Can I come? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Can we get Philly cheesesteaks? Sure. Yes. Can we play Beat Saber when we're done? Oh, I'd have to rehook up the VR, but sure. Well, that's- I really should. I really should hook that back up because that's good exercise. It's awesome exercise. It's really good exercise. Yeah, I really should hook that back up. Your really mask gets all sweaty. <laughs> it gets foggy on the inside from your eyes sweating. Yeah. Well, if you have glasses on, your glasses fog up. And I'm also confident there are probably new song packs out now. You have no idea how many there are. I, why? Oh, that's right. You have it, don't you? Yeah. And we have a 10-year-old that needs to play it a couple times a week. Oh, so you it still gets a lot of use in your house? Yes. I haven't played it in over a year. Oh, come on down. We'll beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm still good at it. Dave and Adam have been really into playing Mario Wonder. I really, I want to play that too. It, you know what it is? It's basically Super Mario that they've brought into the whatever century we're in. <gasps> what? There are, there's a queen music pack? Yeah. There's, there's, there's been a, a queen music pack for a while. There's again, Imagine I have, Dragons. Oh, I have the Imagine Dragons one. Um, there's a weekend pack. There's oh, a there's Lady so Gaga many. There's pack. so many. This is Billy Eilish. Oh my! This is turning into like rock band. Yeah, but with lightsabers. <laughs> green, the Green Day one I knew. 
<gasps> Rockefeller skanked by Fatboy Slim. All right, I'm. I might have to rehook this back up. Yeah, of course you do. I'm, I'm gonna have to hook this back up. Wait a minute, but you can't buy those packs on their own. Oh yes, you can. The Queen when you can. The Weekend you can. Lady Gaga you can. But there's also a. Apparently, there's a Rolling Stones music pack. Are we getting paid for this? <laughs> no. Yeah, not a sponsor. There's a Rolling Stones music pack, but it doesn't tell you what's in it. Uh, paint it black. There you go. Satisfaction. Dude, I would I would wail on some painted black. Yeah, that's a great song. Uh, that's I think that's my favorite Rolling Stones song. Um, now I need to listen to it. That one and... Well, I like Jumpin' Jack Flash too. Jumpin' Jack Flash, Jack Jack Jack. There's also a movie with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, isn't she like jumping in the air? Yeah, yeah, she is on the cover of the <laughs> on the cover of the movie. That's right. This has been the most random trail of <laughs> consciousness that we have <laughs> we've done in a while. We we got to fill the hour somehow. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I think that we're doing just fine. Look, the the amount that we go off the rails on this on this particular edition of podcast, I'm surprised it's not longer than an hour when we do it. Well, that's because we still we're still professional. You not really professional. Oh, we're not that professional. A <laughs> uh, couple things worth mentioning. New episode of Revisited is out. At this point, we are continuing on with season two. So revisitedpod.com. Go check that out. Uh, are you doing anything else right now? Podcasting Working. wise? No, I meant podcasting wise. No? Okay. No. Um, House of the Dragon comes back this summer. And there was talk about getting a severance podcast together, but I just didn't have the time to spearhead it. And now I don't know when it's coming back because of the strike. And I'd have to rewatch the whole scene. Oh, yeah. Duh. That's what I would be doing. That's what you'd be doing anyway. <laughs> duh. Oh, Kristen. Um, what else? Oh, um, no, there's nothing even Star Wars coming up. Yeah, there's nothing coming out for a while. Oh. The new game, I think, is coming out soon. Yeah, Star but I Wars don't, Outcast. I don't play Star Wars games, although that one looks great. That's open world, right? Yeah, that's like it's GTA, a, but in Star Wars land. It's the first Star Wars open world game. Uh, Dave, um, Dave said that it looks like it plays like Grand Theft Auto. Probably. Um, new top five episodes of Wilhelm coming soon. Are you going to come on with me to do top five of twenty twenty three? Yeah. Okay. When is it? We're going to do that soon. We're going to do that sometime in the next week or two. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just let me know. I, I have to do it some point in January because yeah, after that. It, Ballads you know. of Songbirds and Snakes <laughs> is on there. I'm sure it is. But yeah, it'll be. It, we're going to talk about our top five favorite movies of 2023 and top five favorite TV shows of 2023. Okay. Same episode? Yeah, same episode. That's what we did last year. Yeah. Uh, Jason will not be on it this year, so I'm not sure who's going to be joining us for it yet. Okay, maybe Greg. Well, that's a possibility. He's fun. Yeah, <laughs> he's fun. He's all right. He's fine. 
Um, but other Didn't than Ted that, Lasso end in 2023? It did. So Ted Adding Lasso it to the list. Ted Lasso can be on the list. Led Tasso. Oh, Ted Lasso will be in my top five. Trust me. <laughs> I love it. I think we all probably know where it's well, I don't know. I mean, it'll be in my top three for sure. I got to look at what else there is before I make the judgment. I can't just say right now it's number one. You know what I got hardcore into last year was Yellow Jackets. I couldn't. It was so dark. Season two, I, I, I was lost. I like After like the first episode of season two, I was like, eh, I'm not into this anymore. Hmm. I loved I loved it. And I love the 90s nostalgia so much. I still have there's a st- there's a couple movies from 2023 I still have to watch before I make my judgment. Still need to watch Barbie. Haven't watched it yet. I need to watch Killers of the Flower Moon too. That's another I need one to on my carve list. out a, a weekend. That's another one on my list I I need to watch before. Oh, I want to see American Fiction too. Oh, that's the one with uh Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um The Holdovers is one I want to see. That's the one Paul Giamatti just won the Golden Globe for. Um, yeah, there's a couple movies from 2023 I still need to watch before I make my judgment of my top five. So it's going to be probably another like another two weeks before we're doing the the top five episode of 2023. I gotta um, like run through some movies then. Yeah, we'll carve out time. I'll find somebody else who's going to join us for it, and then sometime in like then before the end of January, it's going to hit, and then after January, we're going to be in the new top five episodes for. Uh, Everything else. I know some of the ones I have planned are top five favorite Pixar movies, top five favorite Sylvester Stallone movies, top five favorite, top five favorite movies. Oh, sh- shit. What did I call it? Um, hold on, because I actually have them. I have the graphics already made for them, and I didn't. Uh, let's see. So uh, Top five favorite Looney Tunes characters. Top five favorite Monty Python sketches. Uh, top five favorite Pixar movies. Top five favorite Sylvester Stallone movies. And top five favorite movies you'll never outgrow no matter how old you get. Ooh, Harry Potter. Mm, that did come out through your childhood, though. Came out for some people's childhoods. Yeah, but it's got to be our childhood. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. It's got to be a movie that came out during our personal childhood that we never that will never outgrow. I'll give you one that's going to be on my list. I don't know where it's going to be yet, uh, just because I'm weird. Uh, follow that bird. I don't even know what that is. It's Sesame Street's Follow That Bird. You've never seen Follow That Bird? No. It's it's about a uh, big bird running away from Sesame Street and all of the Sesame Street characters getting together to find him. Oh my gosh, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And it, and it had like Waylon Jennings, John Candy, yeah. like a bunch of cameo appearances in it. Oh my gosh, that just totally, like you just shook something loose in my brain. <laughs> wow, that was a yep. dusty area of my brain, my friend. Yep, that will be on my top five. Trust me. Have you ever done top five heist movies? No, but we can. Heists would be fun. There's some great ones. Yeah, there are. There's some really good ones. Ocean's yeah. 12. Italian Job. I, you didn't hear what I said, did you? No, you said Ocean's 12. <laughs> not 13 Ocean's, or 11. No, Ocean's eight. 12 will, will not be on the... Oh, Ocean's, Ocean's 8 will not be on the list either. That's But would you put... 
eight on there f- before twelve? Ooh, I hmm. <laughs> I don't know because I found eight completely predictable. Um, it had nothing to do with the fact that it was an all female cast. It had nothing to do with that whatsoever because I loved some of the cast. But the movie was completely predictable to me. Whereas Ocean's Twelve, I didn't like the story, but the cast was still fantastic. Mm. So I don't know. They both kind of have their faults and their strengths. Ugh, Ocean's I, Twelve was garbage. It was hot garbage. The only thing Ocean's Twelve was good for is being a prequel to the character we get at the end of Ocean's Thirteen. Because the fox comes back at the end of 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's just setting yeah. up the fox for the end of 13. Yeah. Um, huh. I did hear a rumor there is potential for a 14. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. But it would have to fall at some point before in the timeline before Ocean's 8. Because Danny's dead at the end of 8. What? Oh, you've never seen eight? No. Sandra Bullock is the sister of Danny Ocean. She visits his grave at the end of the movie. What? Now, I if I remember correctly, I think there's a teaser that there's like a shadow of somebody standing behind her and then you never see who it is. Okay. As in like maybe Danny faked his death. Well, I should hope so. Um, But I think... Oh, yeah. She visits Danny's grave at the end of Ocean's 8. I just, like, ruined your whole experience. (laughs) That was shocking. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. That would have shocked me if I had watched the movie. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting to see what they would do with it if they made a fourteen. Um, wow! Yeah. So anyway, let's let's get this wrapped up. Okay. Uh, any you, final notes? I'm sorry, you've uh, completely blown my mind. Like I, I'm just I. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why that like affected me the way that it did. Uh, sorry. <laughs> You are the angel of death, we all know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. I tend to be the angel of death. Uh, any final notes before we go? <laughs> no. We've no. Been for an hour. <laughs> all right, then, with that being said, thank you for listening to this edition of the Wilhelm Movie Swap. Uh, until next time, we'll see you in another episode. Bye. Thank you.